Good afternoon and welcome to this live edition of Mid-South Viewpoint. I'm Byron Tyler. Pleasure to have you here on this uh, kind of cloudy, possible thunderstorm in the area, rainy afternoon. It's hard to believe this is winter uh, here in the 1st of February. We should be seeing, what, snow and ice and no, we don't want that stuff, but typically you would think at wintertime you would see those type of uh, weather elements uh, covering the ground. But thankfully, we've had these temperatures in the 60s. But don't get too spoiled now because I understand it's going to be dropping somewhat. Highs in a couple of days will maybe get up to around upper 40s. So we have had some really nice time. I saw somebody say that some particular flowers or trees were already starting to bloom um, in certain parts of the city. You know, usually those little yellow Buttercup flowers, they have a tendency, if you get some warmer days, kind of several days in a row, you might start seeing them pop up out of the ground. But uh, right now we do have some uh, scattered showers in the area, 63 degrees. Uh, Rain the rest of the day, looking for 64, which, hey, that's my favorite number. And uh, tonight's low, 55. And then uh, tomorrow, 57, and then 44 for a low. Thursday, uh, 44 for a high. 37 for a low. So those are those temperatures. And then we'll kind of get back into the lower 50s on Friday. Maybe on Saturday we might see some too, but still a rain chance on Saturday. But, hey, it's great to be here with you. And uh, I have a good friend I want to introduce you to. And we have known each other, I'm trying to think now, for how long? How long, Steve? <laughs> Probably almost since you started back in the mid-'80s, right? I was going to say, yeah, it's been, a, it's been about that long. and uh, We were both about 12 at that point. Or yeah, something. I think I was 11, you were 12. <laughs> <laughs> Steve Copeland, who is the director of Life Choices from Memphis, he uh, was in to do a, a radio show, uh, the Ministry of Life Choices, which is an incredible, incredible work and meeting, Steve, women in their point, some in their most critical points in life, uh, and you are able to provide hope and help and all kinds of really cool services and needed services. And, and really, sometimes you get to a critical point of helping women know that they're choosing life for a baby that's growing on the inside that God's created. Yes, absolutely. Yes, uh, you know, life choices. We do a lot of uh, aspects to our ministry, women in crisis pregnancies, and we have ultrasounds and pregnancy tests and uh, licensed counselors and people who will share the gospel with uh, these young women who come and uh, hopefully they'll make a life-affirming decision concerning their child. We also have an adoption agency and a very effective post-abortion program. There are tens of thousands of women in the greater Memphis area who've had abortions and who are struggling internally. Some know it, some don't. And uh, we've seen uh, women get liberated through the blood of Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit through our post-abortion program. We offer many other services as well, but that's just a, a quick uh, overview. So it was, what, 1986, I believe, when the ministry started. Is that like yes. 34 years ago? Yes. That's the exact anniversary that WCRV started yes. here in Memphis when the Bott family bought uh, another Christian radio station and transformed it into what we know today is Bot Radio Network. Yes, and I think as far as I know, the relationship has extended back about that far between Life Choices totally. and Bot Radio. Man, I can remember back in those early days when uh, the station was on the air back in a little block building off of Fleming Road in Collierville. Yes. It was Collierville uh, Road and then Fleming Road. And back in those days, in the uh, mid to late 1980s, there was just farmland out there. I mean, now you've got this uh, carriage-crossing mall 
uh, Collierville has just exploded. But there was nothing, basically, more than a Pizza Hut, a McDonald's, maybe. <laughs> uh, I remember a uh, Porky's drive-in <laughs> that was in Collierville, and that's all changed. But uh, anyway, uh, those early days of broadcasting, we were out in a little block building in a gravel road. There was literally, at times, you would see mushrooms growing out of the carpet. <laughs> that's how bad it was. But there was a, a lady by the name of Leslie Steinbrook, who was the uh, director at that time of Life Choices, wonderful lady. And uh, she uh, came each Monday at 2.30, was live. Every Monday, live at 2.30, Leslie would drive out to the station and do a program talking about the services of Life Choices. Yes, Leslie still uh, has contact with the ministry. She's uh, the one of the uh, founding visionaries. There were the Johnsons and the Joneses, Don Johnson. And, uh, and Leslie really carried the torch in the early days and helped set the tone for the fact that in the ministry we see every contact with individuals as a divine appointment set up by the Lord. Wow, that's so awesome. You know, Steve, we are here just kind of uh, having a little bit of uh, uh, cafeteria-style conversation. We're going to talk about life choices, but we have other things to talk about, too. As I mentioned, we are live this afternoon, and uh, so thankful that we have this opportunity to, to gather with our listening friends that who are faithful to listen, of course, to the Bible teaching programs that uh, we are committed to getting God's Word into the people of God for life change, you know. I mean, we, we get the Word of God into our minds, and then our heart can be changed, and our life can direction can change the whole course of our life. And so we're excited to to be proclaimers of the good news of the gospel and the, of God's Word that's proclaimed through our Bible teachers. Amen. Um, hey, I also want to say, if you are following, following on Facebook, I don't know if you are or not, but we have a local Memphis page and I was trying to get things set up so we could actually stream our interview right now live on Facebook. I try to do that as much as I can. And uh, for some technical reason, it, it didn't want to work. I don't think it was because you were my guest. I, I I don't think that was the issue. I just think it just something's wrong with the, the signal. But anyway, uh, many people use Facebook to communicate. And we have actually have a Facebook page. Now, I want to kind of clarify now, Bot Radio Network, our corporate company who we're part of, obviously, uh, has a and we would love for you to join their page too and like the the bot radio network facebook page but also locally here in memphis i think it's really nice that we have a local page bot radio network memphis you've got to put memphis after bot radio network and then you can connect with a lot of local information interviews we do in the studio events that are taking place here and we just want to help grow that so if you would go to that page follow us like us at bot radio network Memphis page on Facebook. We would love to have you to follow us. And so that would be really great. And uh, a couple other things as we uh, give a shout out. Had the privilege of having Ellen Olford, who's the director of women's ministry at Central Church. She and uh, Dr. Cynthia Mitchell and Bridget Turner. Bridget, of course, is the uh, wife of Jason Turner at Mississippi Boulevard Church. And uh, through the leadership of Donna Gaines at Bellevue Church and many other women across the city of Memphis, and not only in the city of Memphis, but across the United States, Steve, are coming together for an event called She Loves Out Loud. It's the prayer movement for all women. It's going to be on February 15th from 11 to 3. It's, there's no cost, and uh, you can get more details by going to shelovesoutloud.org. Please go and uh, check that out. They'll be actually streaming the event on webpage and also on their Facebook page. And I understand there is a local She Loves Out Loud 
901 Facebook page for our ladies in this area to get information. But uh, maybe you're hurting. And, Steve, I know that you and your ministry deal with a lot of women who are hurting, who are depressed, who are feel hopeless at times and maybe have been living that way a long time. Well, this is going to be a gathering of across denominational, across racial lines, women coming together and praying for each other, worshiping together at the feet of Jesus. Yeah, the most urgent need of the hour is to gather uh, individually or corporately in the body of Christ for prayer, for worship of the Lord. But this is, we're in a crisis in our country. We need the Holy Spirit to be poured out as never before. And any movement of prayer, any gathering, any move in that direction in a local church fellowship or among Christians in a community is a good thing to have. Yeah, and let's not confuse a, a political issues with the real crisis we have. These yes. are maybe symptoms of things we see exactly. of the division that lies within the heart, yes. but it goes far deeper than that, right? Amen. In, in Adam, all die in Christ, all are made alive, and we need uh, in our nation people who are filled with the Holy Spirit beginning in the church and then extending to the world there's a great opportunity, the greatest opportunity for the greatest awakening in our country's history, but we're hanging in the balance, and the Lord has got a call out like he did in Isaiah's day, who will go for us? And that calling today is to prayer and intercession, which would move God's heart to pour out his spirit as never before. Steve, I was watching a special on one of the uh, Christian television networks uh, over the weekend, and they were talking about the churches in the Mediterranean and some of these areas like in Turkey and Jordan. And I'll tell you, you know, of course, the, the churches there obviously uh, are small in number, but they're obviously uh, faced with potential persecution and even the cost of their life for following Christ. But the focus on this little documentary was the ministry that these churches are doing in the name of Jesus in the middle of all of the hardship and the difficulties and it's so exciting to see how the church in these areas is mobilizing to use uh, print, social media, uh, video, I mean, audio, podcast, everything in order to proclaim the gospel. Yes. You know, and it is so encouraging and, and a little bit convicting, too, if I might add, when you think about the conveniences that we have that we don't necessarily face the type of opposition through our for our faith in Christ here. And and yet they face that, and yet they're still just on fire, if you will, yes. excited to, to proclaim the gospel. Yeah, Open Door says there's as many as 250 million Christians facing significant persecution today. Severest cases like North Korea, Iran, and other places uh, in China. But these are the places where more are coming to Christ, and we're going to see uh, examples of, of great moves of the Spirit continue in that way. And uh, I think in America, we are sort of self-absorbed, <laughs> yeah. and uh, we're not focused. I mean, every believer should be praying for multiple nations. Ask the Lord, say, Lord, put on my heart a nation to be take up and pa- passionately seek you about, or a community or a, 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 an aspect of society, something where we can see God move. When the flood comes in, the tide will lift all boats, and if we're a down cast Christian living in Psalm 13 or Psalm 42, why are you cast down, O my soul? Why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God. Set our eyes on him right now and see the glory of Jesus, how he can pour himself out and, and, and turn the 
darkest place, the darkest heart to the light. Oh, Steve, thanks for that encouragement. I, your excitement here is getting me excited just thinking about that, turning our hope toward God, who is our hope and help in times of trouble, and no matter where we find ourselves. Uh, and I just also want to mention this, too. Uh, the Gospel is Enough Conference will be taking place this weekend at Faith Baptist Church in Bartlett, February 7th and 8th. Now, this is a biblical look at the social justice movement, and they've got an incredible lineup of speakers. You can go to the website for more information. Also, purchase your tickets at gospelisenough.com, gospelisenough.com. And one of the things that we look at issues of uh, social needs, you know, and, of course, Jesus met needs. We, we realize that. But we never want to compromise the gospel. We never want to lose sight of our focus as the church is the gospel, the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. Yeah, I think in these last days, the greatest deception coming upon the earth is humanism, and it's come upon the church. The church must hold up the cross. Paul said, I determined to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. The message of the cross is the power of God to salvation. We must proclaim that, stay faithfully steadfast upon that. And when men and women receive Christ, we will get societal justice. We will have people love one another, care for one another. Any other way to try to get to that destination is a lie. And, at, of course, at the end of the day, as long as we're in the world, we will have tribulation. We are looking forward to the coming of Jesus. We hear we have no continuing city, says the Scripture, but we seek that which is to come. So our, our eyes must be set with eternity in our hearts, like Leonard Ravenhill used to say over and over again, are you, a, are you overtaken by eternity? Wow. Wow. That is a great word there, too, Steve. Uh, you recently just returned from Israel. Yes. I know, and I have been, of course, you, you well know, a couple of years ago, I went to Israel on two occasions with Bot Radio Network. And so now I understand why people want to go to Israel. <laughs> but uh, tell me about that experience. You just you just came back yeah. with the last couple of weeks, I believe. Yes, yes. And uh, I'll be there again this coming summer for uh, about 10 days. I went specifically. The Lord stirred my heart. I've been to what's a prayer conference called uh, the Intercessors for Israel Prayer Conference. I've been there before. And the Lord said, really put it, said, I want you there. And I went there. And... Uh, we had uh, the conferences mostly focused on prayer, three or four long prayer meetings a day, taking up specific topics concerning the nation of Israel, the people of Israel, uh, the gospel to Muslims, and other opportunities to pray, and it was a glorious time. And so how long were you there? Well, I was only there for four days because I had a commitment to be somewhere else uh, that I had to go to, so... Uh, but uh, it was important. I think the Lord really wanted. And so you just traveled for four days to Israel. Yeah, and every day, every moment of every day, God had me meet the bright people I needed to meet, including people from Memphis who were there, uh, people from Bellevue Baptist Church, and and and, uh, and others. So, uh, but I have a number of people I know, including I have family members in Israel who uh, made Aliyah uh, over the past decade and. So uh, it was a great opportunity to do that, and I'll be back for about 10 days this coming summer. Hey, when you go back, I've got to tell you, I tell <laughs> all my friends that are going back to Israel, one of my friends is Jacob. He is an Arab Christian, 
and when you go into the old city of Jerusalem, you go through the Hoffa Gate. Now, you yes. know what I'm talking yes, about. absolutely. When you go through the Hoffa Gate, you go in not very far. The first, on, the, on the left. The very first alley to your left. Yep. I know. I've been in there. You've been to Jacob's Pizza? Well, yes, and enjoy it very much. Boy, Jacob yes. and his brother are wonderful. Yes. They love Jesus. Yes. And it's interesting that they actually have in their pizza shop in Jerusalem, in the old city, American flags. And, of course, they are in the center of yes. that area. The old city is mainly uh, Arabs, yes. not Christian Arabs, but Muslim Arabs working and living right all in that area there. But he's making a stand for Christ. Yes. When I was in Israel a year and a half ago, we stayed at the hotel just a right uh, uh, 100 feet away from there. So I On the ate, same side? I ate at the pizza place a couple of times. Of course, my wife knows I like pizza, and I'll eat it in any place <laughs> I go. So, but I got to know them, and they were very warm people. So you stayed at that hotel, what, across the street from across, the alley? Across or, from oh, the Tower of David Museum. Uh, close to Jacob's? Yes, yes. Okay. Is that a pretty nice accommodation? Well, it's an interesting one, but it's a it's a worthwhile experience. You know, they usually stay in the YMCA. Didn't you this well, past time? I did this time, and uh, of course, our the prayer conference was in the Dan Jerusalem on Mount Scopus, and that's where the Bellevue people were staying for their tour. So when I went over there, I saw Steve Wiggins, Steve Wiggins, and. Dr. Gaines and Donna Gaines and Kathy and Joe Allen and others. Uh, yeah. So that was great. Oh, that is awesome. Wow. If anybody gets an opportunity to go back. Now, Bot Radio Network is not taking a trip to Israel this year. I understand they're looking at planning a trip for next year. No details have been released yet, but stay tuned to this station and our BotRadioNetwork.com website for details about that. But I'm sure that... If there is a trip planned, you will want to helpfully go with us. Or let me encourage you, the different ministries that we hear, whether it be Charles Stanley or Chuck Swindoll, I know is planning a trip. Any of the ministries, David Barton with Wall Builders usually takes a trip. But many of the ministries that we air here take trips to Israel. If you are able to do it, I mean, it's a trip of a lifetime. You, you need to try to go. Yeah, I think it's a wonderful thing for the uh, people of God to know Israel uh, I think we're on the cusp of seeing some dramatic things happen in the Middle East. We've seen uh, since the birth of the modern state of Israel, Jews return from over 120 nations. Uh, Israel is one of the most pluralistic nations, the most multicultural nations on the face of the earth, Israel and the United States. And we will see in our lifetime with our eyes, because the Lord says it in Isaiah 52, see with your eyes the Lord restoring Zion. We will see Jews emigrate from Brazil and Argentina and the United States and Canada, Britain, France, South Africa, Ukraine, and, the, and Russia. And it's going to happen in an astonishing way that people will couldn't believe happen, will happen. And this is an exciting time. If you're a member of the body of Christ and born again, this is something God is doing. He's evangelizing the world, bringing the gospel to the nations, and he's bringing the Jewish people home so the Lord Jesus can come and reveal himself to the Jewish people, just like Joseph did when he said to his brothers, I am Joseph. And this is what's happening on the earth right now. People want to know, I want to know what to do. What is God's will? These are things he's doing. So we should be involved in them. You know, the East Gate, uh, as you look from the Mount of Olives toward the old city of Jerusalem, you look at the East Gate, Eastern Gate, yes. you realize it's all, it's all been sealed off. Locked up, yes. So, because they, they, they know that they hear the prophecy of the Messiah coming yes. back. And so that we know that that uh, sealing is not going to keep the Lord from coming back, right? Nothing will prevent him from coming back, <laughs> though uh, certainly he wants to come back for those who long for him, who long for his appearing as a bride would for a bridegroom for a wedding with a passion, a soul focus, 
a single eye, a single heart. And uh, that's another thing he's doing in these days. He's calling us to let go of all the cares of this life and set our affections on things above, not on things of the earth. Steve, something that uh, recently you and some other men, friends of the station, uh, Chris Hodges is one. Yes. Uh, I think Alan West is uh, yes. somebody I know from a long time ago. Yes. Uh, it, you have traveled to, uh, I think, upper state New York. Yes. Where you're from originally. Yes. To, to share the good news. And uh, did you take a, another second trip? Well, we are, we are probably going to take one in May or in September. We will probably go to eastern Connecticut, excuse me, western Connecticut and western Massachusetts. I have a burden to go to the ungospelized parts of the nation, beginning with the northeast, which is the least gospelized. That, that area and Washington State are probably the least gospelized area in the nation. And, uh, and uh, we went as a crew, and we went house to house, car to car, business to business, we went in state legislative office buildings, went to university campuses, and handed out tens of thousands of tracts and gospels, and had wonderful conversations and opportunities to pray with people. And uh, we hope to do one either in early May this year or in September. And uh, then with that the small group of guys, with Alan and Chris, we're going to Jamaica uh, on uh, February 13th through 17th to show the gospel film and pass out tracks into some of the slum areas of Jamaica. Are you working in conjunction with anybody there? or We are just, uh, uh, Chris has rights to the Jesus film, has one of these backpacks. You just set it up, and we do know one person on the ground that we've known for a number of years. And, uh, you know, really, the, these days, you just got to go with the gospel. Well, man, yeah. That's next week. Yes. That's when you're leaving. 13th, yes. <laughs> okay, I just realized that. So, okay, so February 13th through how long? To the 17th. Through the 17th, and you're going to Jamaica to share the Jesus film. The, we will share, do the Jesus film at night, and by day pass out tracts and gospels and minister to people wherever we, go, wherever we run into folks. Okay, so this is really an opportunity for the, our community here to, to pray for you. Yes, absolutely. And to pray for your team as you go, and the opportunities yes. is that film is shown. Yes. Now, is it in the English language, or is it another language that will be? Yeah, the primary language in Jamaica as far is English, though there is a, a language called Patois, which is sort of a, a blending of several languages that they speak among themselves. But as far as engaging people from the outside, of course, I grew up in New York, so uh, I, I work closely with Jamaicans and people from all all other places on earth, uh, even in my own neighborhood where I grew up. You had people from Russia and in Germany and all sorts of Japan. This is, you know, 50 years ago. So, but uh, uh, we're doing it in English. Wow, that's great. Steve, as we get ready to start wrapping up today's show, let's uh, just kind of go over again the opportunities that people can connect with Life Choices of Memphis, where you are, serve as the director of the ministry, uh, a ministry that has been faithful in reaching out to women in need and really uh, seeing life change through the gospel of Christ. And, uh, you know, women who might be feeling hopeless have found hope through Life Choices. Yeah, I mean, first and foremost, we need the prayers of God's people. Uh, nothing is accomplished in uh, Christian life apart from those who pray. Billy Graham used to say, what are the three things we need for every crusade? Prayer, prayer, and prayer. We need prayer that we might minister and the Holy Spirit will come in the midst of every conversation we have. We can always use volunteers, volunteers to work in the office, to work in our clothes closet, to 
help counsel people and serve in other capacities. And uh, we can, uh, you know, always use uh, others who come along and be church uh, liaisons for us. We have hundreds of those who we have relationships with, and we want to expand it really so that everyone in this community is engaged in the uh, pro-life efforts and particularly sharing the gospel with those in that in that with that need most definitely and if there's opportunity also to to if people wanted to contribute to the ministry yes. not only through prayers and maybe volunteering but financially also yes uh when i was in israel i ran into uh, a man i've been wanting to meet for almost my entire christian life who uh it's a long story but one of the things he coined years ago that i received was if it's god's will it's god's bill he'll take care of it and what a joyful thing to know that he owns the cattle on a thousand hills, the silver is, is mine, the gold is mine, says the Lord of hosts. So we never really have to ask for money for our families or anyone else. The Lord will take care of us. But uh, if one, someone wants to contribute to Life Choices, that's great. Yeah. But we trust that the Lord will provide. That's right. Hey, also want to welcome you is the new host for Life in the 901. That is the uh, weekly radio show that will be heard here. It's, heard, it's been here for years, as we mentioned at the beginning of the show, to promote uh, in the, the events and the ministry of Life Choices and other activity in the community. But uh, we said goodbye, sadly said goodbye to Karen McNeil yeah. and Don Johnson, who had been hosting that show. Karen, of course, has been, I can't think, I mean, how many years that she's been hosting that show. But uh, she said it's time to retire. <laughs> so she handed the torch to you. So you'll be doing, what, twice a month? Is that right? I will do it twice a month. And Stacy Mays will do it twice a month. Of course, Stacy's been doing it once to twice a month as it is. And Karen has done a tremendous job all these years. And Don Johnson is a... Uh, been a, a voice heard through many radio venues over the years and through many other venues, a real pillar of the body of Christ in the city of Memphis. So what are you going to bring? I mean, this is this is new for you. I mean, are, are you nervous about hosting your own radio show? Well, I've learned everything I, I could from you, Byron, all these years, watching and listening. But uh, I, I won't be good at weather reports, though. But uh, what I think I'll do is uh, I'm going to really focus on the salient issues in the pro-life pro-family movement, but also the roots of revival that are needed, spiritual awakening in our country, which will cleanse us from so much of the filth and wickedness that has uh, uh, penetrated our society. Wow. Steve, God bless you, my brother. Always a pleasure to sit down and visit with you, whether we're on the microphone or just chatting in the hallway here at the station or wherever we are. Thank you for what you're doing for Christ's kingdom. Thank you so much for being willing to hey to help me out last minute here on the show this afternoon. Yeah, absolutely. I have a face for radio, so I'm always available. <laughs> all right. Well, friends, that's all the time we have on this edition of Mid-South Viewpoint. Thanks for stopping by. I'm Byron Tyler. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.